0: This is a really interesting idea that I thought we could have a quick chat about. Animal cruelty, that's something that, you know, all of us, right, um, get upset about. It's pretty much one of those things that is almost unanimously reviled. There's very few people that can tolerate it and don't get really worked up about it, and that's good. Um, but if you wanted to act, if you saw an act of animal cruelty and you wanted to act, would you know who to call? Kind of complicated in reality. We're going to chat now with Kendra Coulter for a minute or two. Kendra is a professor in management and organizational studies at Western University. Uh, Kendra, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure. When we take a look at this, you know, and I never thought about it before, but if I did witness an act of animal cruelty, I don't know if I'd know off the top of my head who to call. Do I call police? Do I call the Humane Society? And in essence, that's the problem, right? There's so many different agencies.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I will start by saying this. Folks in Edmonton and Calgary, you have among the best enforcement in the country. Uh, so you have different agencies that work in Calgary. It's uh, it's usually the Humane Society you would call yep. first, um, but but they work regularly um, with the Calgary Police Services. at Edmonton, you have uh, dedicated animal specialists who can investigate suspected cruelty, abuse, or neglect in animal care and control. And Edmonton has the country's first and so far only dedicated animal cruelty unit in the Edmonton Amen. Police Services. So. So Edmonton is, is, is made, has made history and is setting a really high standard. So, you know, locally you have some some, some pretty talented and effective enforcement partnerships at work. The rest of the country, <laughs> a little bit more of what we might call a patchwork. It's uh, it's confusing. There are a range of different organizations involved. It could be police. It could be a dedicated animal specialists. Most often, it's going to be uh, a nonprofit a charity, so an SPCA or a Humane Society, and right. they're underfunded and overstretched, and it's really a labyrinth, and you know, there's no David Bowie helping you navigate that labyrinth you're trying to figure it out on, a, on your own, trying to get help to animals, whether you see something that's wrong, you hear something, you smell something, and so I think we should have a National Animal Cruelty Hotline to streamline that process for members of the public.
0: You know what, I mean, the, the idea, if you think about national hotlines, we have a bunch of them already, right? They already exist for other things. It shouldn't be that hard of a thing to to get put into place, is it?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, we have them for mental health. They work really well when you have a massive country like Canada with a lot of different organizations that work. Um, And so, uh, you know, currently we have animals protected through the criminal code and uh, through most provinces' legislation, you have the Animal Welfare Act in Alberta. Um, so, you know, we have said animals ha- deserve legal protections. Um, and, but the, the, the challenge is then how do we get the right people to respond? So the federal government does very little when it comes to investing in animal protection. I think this is a really clear opportunity where we could say it's one country, let's have one practical, logical solution, a national hotline, so members of the public don't have to worry about what, what what county am I in, what time of day is it, what sort of animal is it, trying to sort of negotiate that confusing maze, but can instead say we have one phone number, and that phone number is going to be answered by skilled and trained dispatchers who they have all that knowledge of, which agency is going to be, is this going to be dispatched to, right? Because on the ground, you know, in, in a place like Calgary, for example, you have great skilled dispatchers. It wouldn't be intended to replace them. Rather, it could augment their work and really simplify that process for members of the public. We don't have to understand every intricate detail of this maze. The dispatchers do, and the call gets sent to who it needs to get sent to, and so animals can get the help that they need. Uh, Because often what you find when you investigate animal cruelty is that it's not happening in a vacuum. Right, exactly. It's a window or a gateway to other kinds of challenges, including people being abused.
0: Are we getting anywhere on this? Are you making any progress? Like you say, it makes sense. On the surface, it's pretty tough to poke holes in it. Are you getting anywhere with the idea?
1: Well, we're at a pretty historic moment. People are really caring about animals in you know ways that they never have. Um, you know, you started out by saying this is an issue that unites people. across the political spectrum. You know, you know, whenever you have an animal story, callers get more c- c- uh, fired up and concerned yep. about animal abuse totally. than, than almost anything else. So, I think there's a real possibility to make headway here, um, involving uh, you know folks from different parties, and I think this. You know, political moment, we're looking for those opportunities, that common ground where we can can have, find an easy practical positive solution that helps protect animals, helps protect vulnerable children and women. Uh, and, and helps protect public safety overall. So I think we could see some, some interesting uh, some interest in this and some potential take-up. It's certainly a really important time. You know, as I said, you're already making big strides in Edmonton and Calgary. What else can we be doing around the country and at the federal level to create a more humane Canada?
0: Kendra, it seems like a, a bit of a no-brainer. Uh, let us know how it goes. We'll follow up, Okay.